Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Happy New Year, Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers knock off the Seahawks on the road in week 17, 30-23. Welcome into the Believe in Steelers live postgame show. I'm your host, Mark Bergen. Rolling solo, sharing my thoughts from an absolute must-win game for Pittsburgh if the Steelers want to go on and make the playoffs. I thought Najee Harris played his best game, and you got to stick with Mason Rudolph in the final week of the season against the Baltimore Ravens as you try to make the playoffs. Before we get too far ahead, today's Believe in Steelers show is brought to you by betonline.ag. They'll take care of all of your football gambling needs. We're well into week 17. The college football playoff is on Monday night. If you want to place a bet on any of the action, betonline.ag is the place to to do it. Use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline where the game starts. I want to start with this. I've been very critical of Najee Harris and his play. And we talk all the time about how you're going to need Najee. November, December, January football. Today was the reason why. More than 100 yards on the ground, the fifth time he's done that in his NFL career. And I thought the tandem of he and Jalen Warren established the line of scrimmage, in the tempo of this game from the get-go because the Steelers dominated time of possession, had the ball for more than 37 and a half minutes in this one, and in a hostile environment on the road against a team also vying for playoff position. Seahawks take care of business. That had they won today, they win in the final week of the regular season. They're in the playoffs. They entered this game as the seventh seed in the NFC. Now, Seattle can still make it, but you're in a hostile environment on the road, one of the loudest stadiums in the NFL at Seattle and Kansas City. And how do you neutralize the crowd? How do you make things easier for Mason Rudolph and this offense to get going? And it was Najee and it was Jalen Warren. I've been very critical of Najee Harris. I thought he might have played his best game as a Pittsburgh Steeler today. 24 carries, 107 yards, two touchdowns. Jalen Warren was awfully good too. 13 carries, 75 yards, and a touchdown. Four and a half yards per carry for Najee. 5.8 yards per carry for Jalen Warren. Mason Rudolph, 250 yards through the air. George Pickens with 107 yards. Deontay Johnson with 76 yards. Pat Fryermuth getting into the mix, too, with 44 yards receiving as well. And another key for the Steelers is they didn't turn the ball over. And the Steelers win the turnover battle. They get the forced fumble by Nick Herbig in the second half. And that's the difference in this one. In a hostile environment on the road in a must-win game. I got to say this too. Mason Rudolph gets the start in the final week of the regular season, even if Kenny Pickett is able to play. He was ineligible to play today, and I took some flack for this, and let me clarify some of my comments. I thought Mike Tomlin handled what could have been a quarterback controversy well this past week. But to see what Mason Rudolph can do over, say, Mitch Trubisky, Perhaps the Steelers should have gone to Mason Rudolph sooner than they did. And that's where I think that is immediately clear with Tomlin. But Tomlin this past week says, well, no, we're kind of in the same spot we were a week ago. And Mason's going to get the start for us over Mitch Trubisky. 
And Pickett's coming off that ankle surgery. He was not active today. If Pickett is able to go, I would have him serve as the backup, but I would have Mason Rudolph be your starter yet again. This offense just looks different. The body language is different. And what it means for beyond this season, I don't quite yet know because Mason Rudolph came back for the league minimum this year. And I'll say this, whether he plays in Pittsburgh beyond this season or not, I think he's earned himself some money in this league as a quarterback. I'm not saying Mason Rolf can necessarily be a starter in this league, but he could be a backup somewhere, certainly. And he has played the best among the Steelers quarterbacks this season. It's a two-game sample size, but this offense is just different. And I said it last week against Cincinnati, and it's like, can they do it again? Because Pittsburgh had Cincinnati's number, but this week they surpassed 400 yards of offense. 468 yards of Steelers offense this season. We haven't seen quarterback play this well for Pittsburgh since Ben Roethlisberger retired. Let's be honest here. And then when Mason Rudolph came in in 2019 and he got hurt, Duck Hodges came in, Rudolph came back and then ended up getting benched for Hodges later on in the season back in 2019. You can't tell me the personnel was as good as it is now for Pittsburgh. And you want to know who the big difference is? It's George Pickens. It's George Pickens, and this is not to say the lack of effort against the Colts where he's not blocking on Jalen Warren's run while he's fighting to get to the end zone. And when he's not chasing after his defender after an interception, it's not to excuse that, but the frustration is understandable considering what he can do with the ball in his hands. Back-to-back weeks, he goes for a hundred yards plus back-to-back weeks. The Steelers score 30 plus points. We haven't seen this in a long time in Pittsburgh. And this is why, like to me, Mason Rudolph hasn't shown a single thing where I would say, yep, let's go back to Kenny week 18 against the Ravens. Other than the fact that Pickett did beat the Ravens earlier this season, but I was at that game in Pittsburgh. If the Ravens hadn't dropped something like seven or eight passes in that game, it wouldn't have been close. But the Steelers find a way to get it done this afternoon and they survive and they'll have an opportunity in week 18. Now, it's going to be interesting with the Ravens is they've now clinched the number one seed. If you're Baltimore, do you rest your starters or not? Do you want to play the Steelers full bore with risk of injury when you've already locked up the number one seed? So we'll see how all this shakes out. And that game will also be on the road in Baltimore against your bitter rival. So and how sweet would it be for the Ravens to get some revenge against a team that honestly, honestly, the Steelers probably shouldn't have beaten earlier this year in Pittsburgh. Uh, a lot of people checking in. I want to get to all of you. Lifelong fan says Mason is the man. I agree with you. Terry saying even the O-line was good. I, I cannot underscore this enough. I thought the offensive line played its best game of the year this year. Like I can't, like it's loud on the broadcast, right? And I know there's a lot of Steelers fans that travel for the games in Seattle. It was loud on TV. I can only imagine what it was like for the players. And at one point, Mason couldn't hear the communication. They had to call a timeout and he had to go to the sidelines. It's loud there. What better way to neutralize that than to control the line of scrimmage and to control the clock and to win the turnover battle again? You do those things, you're going to win more football games than not. I thought the offensive line was outstanding today. Their best game overall this season, in my opinion, in a must-win game. In a must-win game. 
Uh, Terry also saying 22 Najee Harris could have had even more yards in a touchdown if he wanted. How unselfish was that play by Najee at the end, right? So he could have gone in the touchdown. Steelers would have gone up two scores with about a minute left. It would have been a long shot for Seattle to come back at that point. But to say, hey, I'm going to slide down. We can eat and we can go home. What an unselfish play by Najee Harrison. What was a total team effort today? And what was a total team effort today? The situational awareness is what you have to be proud of on that play. Now, the Steelers, I would have liked to see on the drive where they went for it on fourth and one and they converted on the sneak. They ran two running plays and a very conservative pass play to Jalen Warren. I would have liked to see them be a little bit more aggressive. Boswell knocked it through to give them, I believe, what was a seven-point lead at that point. But then Nick Herbig's forced fumble off the strip sack. He might be the one player on the Steelers other than Jalen Warren who's made the most of his limited opportunities. Now, Warren plays and splits time with Najee Harris, but Nick Herbig, because he's behind TJ Watt and Marcus Golden, hasn't gotten to play a whole lot this season. Excuse me, TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith, but then Marcus Golden's in the mix as well. It's not like Nick Herbig can play a lot, but as a rookie, when he's had his opportunities and chances, he took advantage of that today. Speaking of the edge rush too, the play at the end of the game where TJ Watt got hurt, and he was on the sideline for a few plays while Seattle was trying to score a touchdown to cut into the 10-point deficit. I thought T.J. Watt literally got tackled, and he got hurt on the play. I had to go to the sidelines for several plays before he came back into the game. It's almost like when Shaq, back in the day, the whole hack-a-shack strategy and the referees had to ref him differently. I think we need to make more of a stink about this with referees because opposing tackles are literally trying to tackle and hold and clip and block TJ Watt illegally because of how dominant he's been. It's absolutely ridiculous. And if you'd gotten hurt on that play, like seriously hurt, the referees have to do something. And I know that like I credit Geno Smith today. The last time these two teams played, it was TJ Watt strip sack off of a triple team, which sealed it for Pittsburgh. But he's being refed in a way that's different from any other edge rusher. And his stats would be even better uh, if they had to block him straight up. He literally got tackled to the ground on that play by the right tackle for the Seahawks today. And there was no call. I thought it was ridiculous. I thought it was absolutely ridiculous. And again, the analogy I'm going to make is how Shaquille O'Neal was refereed in his NBA career. That's what it reminds me of with TJ Watt off the edge. Jay Miller Gaming checking and saying Mason has played smart both games. No doubt about it. Just total command of the offense. That, that diving catch that Pickens had on the drive where it settled for a field goal. And a remarkable catch by George Pickens. A remarkable catch. But it was stepping up and hanging in the pocket. That pocket was, it was breaking down and Mason stayed in the pocket and delivered a strike. And he, and he threw a good ball, a catchable ball. And he's doing something, Mason Rudolph, that the other quarterbacks haven't done. And it's getting the ball to your best player. George Pickens is your best offensive player. And for one reason or another, both Mason Rudolph and Pickens have clicked. They've clicked together as a tandem. Uh, it's, it's, it's remarkable. Team Enrique says Mason is QB1. Offense looks competent and confidence is growing. Can he do it again next week against Baltimore? Can you do it next week against the Baltimore Ravens in week 18 where you're going to need to win the game to be able to make the playoffs? 
And I'm trying to find now what the Steelers' playoff path is after this game. But I believe they have pretty good odds if they beat the Ravens in the final week of the season that, that, that they're in. And if people are watching this live, please feel free to leave that in the comments. And I'll discuss of the scenarios what the Steelers need to do to make the playoffs. And so it's look, it's tough to beat your division opponent twice in a year. It's really tough because Baltimore is going to want revenge too. But is Baltimore even going to play its starters? Because they have already locked up the one seed and the Ravens. They looked awfully good today against the Dolphins. I don't know if you were scoreboard watching at all in that game. That game wasn't even close. And Lamar Jackson's making the case to say, hey, look, I won the MVP several years ago, and I'm going to go and try to win it again. I know there's arguments. I don't want to turn this into an MVP discussion, but Lamar was terrific today. There's no doubt about that. There's no doubt about that. Grayson Brown checking and saying the Steelers won six of the last seven matchups against the Baltimore Ravens. Hey, there you go. There you go. Uh, Fausto saying that the Steelers are in, I believe it's with a win and the Bills lose or a Jags loss. Uh, we'll see how all that shakes out in the final week of the regular season. A lot of people checking in. Thank you to those watching live. And again, I thought Najee played his best game. I thought Mason Rudolph, you have to start him in the final week of the regular season. Uh, and, and I'm going to make the case for it too. Like it's, there's nothing he's done to say, no, let's go back to Kenny Pickett, even if Kenny's healthy. If Kenny's healthy, I'd have him as the backup over Trubisky. Kenny Pickett, I think it is important to note this, was not active today. And just because he's saying publicly that he feels ready to go does not necessarily mean that the Steelers as an organization, that the team doctors, that the coaches feel that he's ready to go. So you like to hear it from Pickett, but... The way Mason Rudolph's playing, he deserves his opportunity. I think he has saved. It was a Festivus miracle last week, and it's a New Year's Eve celebration today with Mason Rudolph. With Mason Rudolph. It's, it's, it's remarkable. And honestly, like it's kind of come full circle where we wanted this guy out of town years ago in the 2019 season, and then he doesn't play a regular season game. Only one in the 2021 season didn't play at all last year. And then when he has his opportunity again, he's been ready to go. He's been ready to go, and there's no doubt about that. And so the Rams are in the playoffs after today with the Steelers' win. But, I mean, can you imagine a Steelers playoff game with Mason Rudolph as the starting quarterback? Like, it's like, are we in the twilight zone as 2024 is upon us? All right, so the Steelers' easiest way in. A Steelers win plus Jacksonville or a Buffalo loss. That is the easiest way for the Steelers to get in. And so right now, NFL.com is saying the Steelers only have a 28% chance of making the playoffs. Again, the easiest scenario is Steelers win in Week 18 against the Ravens plus a Jacksonville Jaguars or a Buffalo Bills loss. That should get them in. That, and if I have that wrong, please let me know uh, in the comments. But that's the playoff path for the Pittsburgh Steelers. The defense, let me talk a little bit about that today. Uh, the secondary is really banged up. I thought that was very evident today. DK Metcalf, I thought, had his way against a rookie and Joey Porter Jr. at times today. Tyler Lockett's really talented. Jackson Smith and the Jigbot of Ohio State had a touchdown today, too. This is where you see the Steelers' secondary is thin. You're missing Minka Fitzpatrick, Keanu Neal, Trenton Thompson. 
Joey Porter Jr. came back into the game after a brief injury. And on one of the touchdowns, it was James Pierre and coverage. But they figured out a way in the fourth quarter to buckle down when they needed to. I thought this was a very telling stat coming into today's game where the Steelers defense has only allowed 50 points in the fourth quarter, lowest in the NFL. It's been a bend, but don't break defense all year long. Now, at the end of the game, where the Steelers convert on the fourth and one, and they go run, run, pass, settle for a field goal. Against better teams, I think you're going to need to be a little bit more aggressive in those scenarios. But again, understanding the down distance and situation, understanding what off of the following drive off of Nick Herbig's forced fumble, you don't need to force it, and you can kick a field goal to make it a two-score game. Understanding down distance situational football. From the coaching staff on down towards the end of the game, I applaud that today for the Steelers. I applaud that to where, yeah, I'd have liked to see them be more aggressive in that scenario and have Rudolph try to find pickings in the end zone to make it a two-score game earlier than they did. I'd like to see that, and against better teams, I think you're going to need to be more aggressive. But even on the final play, or the final drive, too, with Najee Harris sliding down, he could have had more yards, could have had a touchdown. Sliding down the situational awareness and knowing what you needed to do as a team to win today. I applaud the Pittsburgh Steelers. Absolutely applaud the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. I mean, is there anyone out there that would argue that Pickett should start in the final week of the regular season? I think it's a consensus that Mason Rudolph should get yet another opportunity as the Steelers beat the Seattle Seahawks on the road, 30 to 23 today. And if there's anyone that thinks otherwise, please let me know. I would love to know what the argument to start Pickett would be other than the fact that he did beat the Ravens earlier this year. But the way Mason Rudolph's playing in this offense, they didn't have 400 yards last week, just shy of 400 yards. They had more than 400 yards today, 468 yards of offense, 202 rushing yards, 266 passing yards. And it's Rudolph finding George Pickens getting the ball into the hands of your best player. It's really that simple. It's really that simple. As crazy as it is to say, like it's really, it's not rocket science. It's prioritizing that. And the thing that was beautiful to watch today, if Seattle brought down the safety, put eight men in the box, they'd go over the top to George Pickens. And if they, if they had seven, and if they doubled George Pickens, we're going to run the ball on you. You saw that today in establishing the line of scrimmage, and that makes me happy. And what does that do then, too? It sets up the play-action pass to where you find Deontay Johnson crossing over the middle on a play-action pass. Boom. I think it was the very next play. Najee Harris punches it in, and the, and the line pushes him across the end zone. Bully ball. AFC North. Dominant physicality. We're coming through the front door. We're not going through second level or cyber or trying to trick you or deceive you we're gonna run the ball down your throat and the Steelers established that from the jump today and they had to to win in that kind of environment I don't I like it was so loud on the broadcast I don't think that's always evident when people are just watching on TV if you were physically there I'd have loved to know how loud it was and again I said this off the top Seattle and Kansas City are really the two loudest in the entire NFL if that's evident on the broadcast, what do you think that's like down on the field as a player? And how do you take that away? You run the ball. You control the clock. You control the clock. There's one fan saying, 
that if Mason plays two games earlier, that the Steelers win the division. Maybe. Maybe. I think that's the one thing you could criticize Mike Tomlin because I thought he handled it well last week in saying that there it's probably going to be Rudolph and they'll see how Pickett is later on in the week. Pickett was not active today. But we'll see how he handles it this upcoming week going into the final week of the regular season. And Pickett says he's ready to go. Does the Steelers, co- doctors, coaching staff, front office, do they agree? Do they agree with the assessment of Kenny Pickett's health? And again, if he's healthy, I do want Pickett as the backup to Mason Rudolph. But Mason Rudolph, to me, he's not shown anything to say you wouldn't start him in the final week of the regular season, given what he's done with his opportunity and how that's come full circle to win in that 2019 season. Like, who is his best player? Deontay Johnson? In all seriousness, it's a revamped, retooled offense. You have more talent than you did when he has had his real opportunity a few years ago. And again, not turning the ball over, I think, was huge. It was 3-0 last week against Cincinnati. It was 1-0 today. So being smart with the decisions, like here, here's what I'm talking about, right? Like we get excited with George Pickens, but it's knowing down, distance, and game situation. Late in the game, when the Steelers call a pass play, it's not there. Pickett airmail, or excuse me, Rudolph airmails it out of the end zone. Steelers settle for a field goal. Boswell knocks it through, makes it a 10-point lead, and extends the lead 30-20. to 20. You don't need to take a chance there. You know, you, you don't need to risk an unnecessary turnover, an unnecessary interception that gets Seattle back in the game. And knowing what you need to do at the quarterback position beyond just making the stud throw. And when you need to make the stud throw of George Pickens diving catch and you step up into the pocket, knowing you might take a shot and finding Deontay Johnson off of play action pass, which helps us up another touchdown. Deontay nearly scored on the play. It's I get excited thinking about it because, again, we haven't seen this kind of quarterback play since seven was back there straight up. And I like Kenny Pickett. I do. I would try to get a new OC to try to salvage him next season. But honestly, looking at this and seeing what happens in the final week of the regular season, if if the Steelers can sneak in, do you bring Mason back? And really for how much too? Because the better and better he plays, someone's going to want him. And I don't know if he's your starter long term, but he's certainly capable of being a backup in the NFL. Mason Rudolph, no doubt about that. With the win today, the Steelers get to their ninth victory, meaning 17 seasons of Mike Tomlin, no losing seasons. I know we get frustrated with the lack of playoff success and what's been a terrible offense the last several years. I get it. 17 years and you don't have a losing season? I know the lack of playoff success. You haven't won a playoff game since the 2016 regular season, January of 2017. I understand that. There are a lot of other franchises that would love to be in the Steelers situation. And I get that it's thrown out there where it's like, sweet, you're stuck in purgatory just above 500. Great. How are we going to win a Super Bowl? There are a lot of other organizations that would love to be in this scenario. And, and I want you to consider this too, as the Steelers continue to win. Mike Tomlin's highest draft pick is when they traded up to number 10 to get Devin Bush out of Michigan. And they went against Devin Bush today. Devin Bush, the highest draft pick of the Tomlin era at number 10. So 
before you want to run him out of town and when the chips are stacked against him and he's backed into a corner, he at least gives you a chance. I mean, when TJ Watt plays, he gives you a chance. When Mike Tomlin's on your sideline, I don't care what kind of talent you have. I do think there are better coaches than Mike Tomlin, but there are certainly many worse than Mike Tomlin. So 17 seasons now, and after a big win today to keep your season alive, you see what you do in the final week of the regular season. 17 years and you don't have a losing season. It's impressive. It's impressive. And you have to give credit where credit is due because two weeks ago, that noise got really loud to say, this might be it for Mike Tomlin. This feels different. And now, what I would do is bring in a fresh fresh blood at OC next year. You got to see what happens in the final week of the regular season because I'll say this too, and this isn't really reflective of Pittsburgh as much as it is the rest of the AFC. Is there really anyone in the AFC that strikes fear in your heart if the Steelers sneak into, say, the seventh seed AFC wildcard? where it would set up another matchup. <laughs> They'd set up another matchup potentially with the Ravens. I know the Steelers would have to win a playoff game to do that because Baltimore is going to get the bye as the one seed. I get that. But is there really anyone in the AFC where it's like, oh, Pittsburgh couldn't beat them? Maybe in the NFC with, say, the 49ers. In the AFC? I just don't, I don't see that team. I don't see that team like where Kansas City has been at in previous years to where it's like, man, there's no way Pittsburgh could beat them in a playoff scenario. And that's the one thing that I think the Steelers have going for them. And I want to say this too. I don't know when this will happen, but it will happen. Because when I talked to my co-host, Ike Taylor, about this, when he won his first Super Bowl in 2005, they were the first six seed to win the Super Bowl. There is going to come a season where the seventh seed either in the AFC or the NFC, since the NFL expanded its playoff format, the seventh seed will win the Super Bowl one season where a team just gets hot. Last year it was Detroit and it was Pittsburgh on the back half of the year. No one wanted to play those teams. No, This year it might be Buffalo. This year it might be the Buffalo Bills to where the team that gets hot late in the season and no one wants to play them. And no one wants to play them. There's going to be a year where a seventh seed goes on and wins a Super Bowl. I'm not saying that's going to happen with the Steelers, but you get in the tournament, you get in the playoffs, and you see what happens. And at that point, it's a lot more about matchups than talent. It's a lot more about matchups than talent. Um, Another person checking in saying Lamar looks real good right now. I mean, I think Lamar, there's a reason, whether you like it or not, there's a reason why he's the favorite to win the MVP. And he might have already won it. I mean, you look at his stats in the first half of today's game against the Dolphins. Go look at that stat line. Wow. Wow. And I think this is a different Ravens team than we saw earlier in the year. I do. I do. Um, yeah, I mean, the Ravens right now are the best team in the AFC North, and the Steelers already beat them earlier this year. Now, again, I can't wait to see how all this unfolds. Is Baltimore The number one question I'd have, because I assume – that Mason's going to start in the final week of the regular season. Are the Ravens playing their starters or not? It's what we need to know. Straight up, are the Baltimore Ravens going to actually play, play week 18 straight up? Are they going to say, no, we got to rest our guys in preparation for the playoffs. We need those two weeks to get healthy, to go make a playoff push and try to achieve postseason success really for the first time in the Lamar Jackson era. 
So that's that's what I'm looking at. And again, that game's going to be on the road for the Steelers in Baltimore. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, if anyone has any other questions that I have not gotten to, please let me know. Uh, but you got to go with the hot hand in the final week of the regular season. Mason Rudolph, I, I want to see him again. And, you know, we had a Festivus miracle. We had a New Year's Eve miracle. Can we have a New Year miracle in week 18 with Mason Rudolph? And <laughs> we're shaping up potentially for Mason Rudolph to start a playoff game for the Pittsburgh Steelers. If you would have told us this at the start of the year, it'd be like, well, what happened? What happened for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Uh, it's been remarkable. And the last two weeks have been impressive. I mean, that Colts game I thought was rock bottom. But again, the scenario that you need for Pittsburgh is you got to take care of business against the Ravens in week 18. And then you need the Bills or the Jags to lose. You need the Bills or the Jags to lose. That's the easiest scenario. So we'll see. And it would really be a shame if the Steelers got to, what is it, 10 and 7 now? And they missed out on the playoffs. That would just be crushing. That would just be crushing because I do think that they've started to figure some things out with Mason Rudolph under center this year. As crazy it is to say, he's been the Steelers' best quarterback, period. I know it's a two-game sample size. I wanted to see it again today because Pittsburgh had Cincinnati's number. For one reason or another, they knew what to do against the Bengals' defense. Rudolph proved it again. He got a lot of help, no doubt about that. The running game, the offensive line was great today. But can you do it again in a must-win game against the Baltimore Ravens? I'm going to go ahead and sign off here. My name is Mark Bergen. Uh, If I missed any other comments, please leave those in the chat. I can get to them after the fact. Uh, If you're just tuning in for the first time, please tap the subscribe button. Five stars on Apple and Spotify. This is Believe in Steelers. Hope all of you have wonderful, safe, and terrific New Year's Eves. I'll see you in the new year. With my guy Ike Taylor breaking down this game, breaking down all of week 17 and the path for the Steelers to make the playoffs. Final week of the regular season, Raven Steelers. We kind of knew it was going to come down to this. See you this upcoming week. Happy New Year, everybody. Have a terrific evening. Take care. So long, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.